Welcome to the Revive Podcast, episode number three. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. Hello. It's a bright and early morning here on the East Coast, but we're going to record an episode quickly to get one out for you. We're a little bit late this week, but we're going to get one out to you here as quick as we can. I think we've got a pretty good show here for you. We've got a few things to talk about. We're going to talk about the next-gen consoles, kind of who who we think has the lead, who we think is doing the most and showing the best-looking games. But first, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to talk about what we've been playing lately. And I'll kind of parlay this into a video that I, I posted the other day talking about Xbox Game Pass. This is something that I had never paid a lot of attention to because I was never an Xbox person. But as I've become a PC player, Microsoft has sort of kind of gotten into my lens I, I pay more attention to them now maybe than than i do playstation because mm-hmm. i'm a pc guy and everything microsoft does is available on their pc stuff as well or at least most of it and that includes xbox game pass so like i said i, I made a video about about game pass because it when i looked into it it kind of blew my mind i mean you're you're if you're, if you're only doing this on pc basically you pay five dollars a month and they give you access to like a hundred games which is an incredible, like, yeah, that's crazy. How is that? How do they make any money doing that? <laughs> they probably have a ton of people doing it. They'd have to have a, a metric shit ton of yeah. people doing that. And it's across consoles and PC, correct? Yeah. So if you want to do it, like, have it on your console as well, it, it, console's 10 bucks, PC's $5, 15 for both. Oh, so it's cheaper on the PC. Yeah. Well, there's fewer games. Oh, okay. I personally think it's. I kind of think it's, it's. I don't know if I can. I, I'd have to understand the numbers of how that, yeah, like financially makes sense. But when you do, when you when you sign up, it tells you, hey, you gotta, you have to install the the new Xbox app, which I assume will get rolled out and just will be part of Windows pretty soon. Yeah. And it's it's new and it's a little different. It's cleaner. It's a better design. It looks pretty good. It basically reminds me of like a cleaner, less cluttered Steam or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And basically, Xbox Game Pass is is like a Trojan horse. You know, it's mm-hmm. like oh I, oh five dollars for all these games. Cool, sure. yeah, sure. Next thing you know, you know you're you're you've got an Xbox account. Your you can see your friends who have Xbox accounts. You can mm-hmm. talk to them on there. You can party up with them through that. That's how mm-hmm. you invite each other. Suddenly, you're using Xbox services where you were not doing so an hour ago. Maybe that's it. I think it's it gets them into. It gets you into the ecosystem in yeah. a way, which, I mean, that's smart. Then also maybe you start playing the games and you're like, well, maybe I want to own this game. I mean, as long as you keep the game pass, it's yeah, it's yours. Well, that's you true, know? I guess. But it definitely, you know, it gets you in. And then they do things like, if I'm not mistaken, I think that the, there are games that aren't on game pass that they offer discounts on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like at their event that they just held, which we'll be talking about uh, in, in, in some length, Everything that they showed is going to be on Game Pass. So whether you want to play Halo Infinite or State of Decay or whatever, it's all going to be free on Game Pass. So part of me is like, what a crazy, what a crazy thing to do. Like we're sitting, people are, you know, people are freaking out because they think games might be going from sixty dollars to seventy dollars and they're panicking. Mm-hmm. Which look, games have been sixty dollars for over a decade. Yeah. And there's this thing called inflation yeah. where everything else has gone up. The price of a movie ticket's gone up. Mm-hmm. You know, the price of music has gone up, and yep. the prices of games have stayed static, which yeah. is silly. 
If you love video games and you watch studios, you know, put millions of dollars into a game, they're working 10-hour, 12-hour days. Uh, Sometimes more than that. Sometimes they just live at the office. Yeah. And you can't understand that it's probably worth $70 for a big AAA title. Yeah. You know, that that... Gamers... Look, I'm a gamer. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is not a gamer thing. I was going to say, gamers can be a little entitled. That's wrong. People can just be a little entitled. Yeah. You know, $70 is not an unreasonable price for for particular games. But in that world, Microsoft is charging $5 a month for 100 games. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I, I can hardly wrap my head around yeah. how that makes any financial sense, but I suppose I mean, it does. Honestly, like, look at some of these companies. I mean, look at Netflix, yeah. you know? That's true. How much money do they sink into buying the rights to shows and movies and to producing their own shows and movies, and yet they're turning a profit, I I assume? They're, like, one of the... They're, like, the biggest company out there as far as, like, streaming. So Microsoft is saying, well, we can copy that model. Yeah. You know, and then... You know, you get people into that ecosystem, and mm-hmm. they don't want to leave. You don't. You, you get used to it. You're yeah. oh, my friends are on here. This mm-hmm. is how I talk to my friends now. This yeah. is you know, it's it's very smart. Didn't uh, Sony try and do that with like PlayStation Now? So PlayStation Now was like a streaming service that was going to be something similar. You pay a subscription and then you stream the games. But yeah. streaming's always going to be worse than playing it locally. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have latency. At least yeah. back then you did so. A little different, but then like PlayStation Plus, they gave you two free games a month or whatever it was. Like you got like a Vita game, a PS4 mm-hmm. game, and a PS3 game for a while, and so that was a similar kind of situation there that I think was really smart, and it kept it kept me around a little longer than I probably would have been because it was like, oh, what freebie am I going to get this month? And sometimes they were really good. Yeah. So, but really, I mean, for the past like, really for the past year, none of the free games I played. No, yeah, I've not I've not so much as redeemed them in, in probably well over a year mm-hmm. now because I'm just I'm just on to the next thing at this point. Yeah. But on to the next thing is interesting because with what Microsoft is doing, you know, you're you're looking at they're offering their shit kind of as a service where Xbox isn't a just the box on uh, you know below your TV. Yeah. Xbox is on your computer. Mm-hmm. They're talking about... There are rumors that they're talking to Nintendo to in some way have Xbox Game Pass on the Switch. What? I don't know what that would look like. Maybe that means they would publish Ori in the Blind... Whatever the fuck it's called. Ori in the... Blind Forest? In the Blind Forest. That sounded wrong when I was going to say it. Maybe they're going to publish some of their first-party games on Nintendo's platforms. And it you know your Game Pass cover that, too. They've already published... Like, Minecraft is, an, is a Microsoft property, and it's yeah, on Nintendo's Yeah, that's true. Shit. It is. Um, there, there are rumors that they're going to partner with Samsung to make Samsung sort of the unofficial Xbox phones. And the Game what? Pass will... Yeah. They're, they're pushing <laughs> this whole Game Pass thing as a, as a ubiquitous service that will go across all devices. They're not... Look, whether you buy the Xbox Series X mm-hmm. and you play Halo Infinite on there, or you buy, you know, you're playing on the Xbox One and you play your, your games on there, or you're going to play it on your computer, which I guess Infinite won't be on your Xbox One, they don't care where you're playing it. Yeah. They just care that you're playing it. No, I, I like that. It's smart because it, it, it's, it, it is Microsoft finally acknowledging that PC gaming is not mm-hmm. only a thing... But they already have a huge finger in that pie. Yeah. Which is a disgusting thing I just said. A huge finger in a pie. Don't put your fingers in pies. Okay, weird side note. I 
have a, a co-worker that says that all the time at work so that really did not yeah that no, didn't shock terrible, me at all terrible thing i just said <laughs> says all the time i don't want to put my fingers in your pie and i'm like oh my god please don't <laughs> i also would like you to not put your fingers in my pie no so yeah i mean all you know i i think microsoft is is positioning themselves in a really interesting way and people aren't really talking about this they're talking about mostly just the games which i get we're going to do that in a moment too Mm -hmm. but this whole game pass (laughs) thing is really really interesting so the first thing that we picked up off a game pass that we immediately wanted to try is sea of thieves yes so that's what we've been playing lately we've we've not made it far we made it through our maiden voyage and we've we've made it to the first island that you go to you've got the treasure chest and returned <laughs> and it's yeah it's it's a lot of fun personally you know it's the first rare game um rare being the studio not being like an uncommon game mm-hmm. I don't, that doesn't even make sense in this modern era but it's the first rare made game that i've played in a long time and it's it's good i mean honestly it's i don't remember what else have they made man rare rare was up to a lot of stuff back on the Ew. n64 rare made perfect dark golden eye oh. banjo kazooie Donkey Kong. Rare was like the shit for Nintendo back in the day. Okay, well, I did play Golden Eye. Now, there was Battletoads. Didn't you play yeah, that Battle one? Battletoads was rare. Um, Let's see. And then what happened was... No, I didn't play any of their other games. Microsoft purchased Rare, to which everybody was like, oh, no, you know, they made... What uh, was Rare going to make for Microsoft now? And then they <laughs> basically had them work... Do you remember... Um, like all those Kinect games and like your their avatars they were making all that stupid shit. I think so. Yeah. Well, they had them working on that. Yeah. Oh. And that didn't go well. And then they made Viva Pinata. Well, I always wanted to play that game, but liked. I never got a chance to. And then they kind of they just didn't really use Rare for much. And then it yeah. seems like in the last little bit, last five, six, seven years, suddenly Rare is being given much more clout and much more freedom to kind of do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And thank God. Because Sea of Thieves is really good. Yeah. So far. Um, basically, if you don't know, Sea of Thieves is a, a shared world online game where you are a pirate. It's kind of a hyper-stylized world. The water is beautiful, but everything, nothing looks realistic. It just kind, kind of, of looks cartoony. cartoony. But in a good way. But you're a pirate. You've got a sword and a, and a, 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 flint, a lock. flint lock pistol. And you can join up with your friends. You're on your, your ship. you got to you know raise your sails and lower your sails and raise your anchor and... And turn your little fucking wheel thing, and you're that's using, my you're, favorite part. You're using a map to navigate, so you gotta yes. pick up a mission, and you sail to an island, and you try not to run your ship aground. And if you do, you gotta bail the water out of the bottom of your <laughs> ship and run on the island and fight these possessed skeletons, and 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 inevitably you will run into other players in the world doing the same. And they're pirates, so they may attack you and try and steal your cargo. They may, whatever. You know, because your cargo, you may be carrying something valuable that they can then snatch up and take to an outpost and sell it and get your money, basically. Um, so it's very interesting. It's it's such a cool concept for a game that I kind of can't believe that it hasn't existed earlier than it did. Yeah. And, you know, it is yours to play for $5 a month. Pirates really haven't been cool in a while, though. Yeah, I mean, the the whole Pirates of the Caribbean thing kind of came and went. Yeah, and then they kind of made it like a big joke at the end. Yeah. But which, which uh, you know, like in this game, you can you can equip, you know, a musical instrument and play a shanty. So it's definitely like 
it's awesome. it's comedic and yeah, they're not which taking is, it too serious. No, so. that's great, but I mean it's also and obviously like shitty players are gonna be shitty players, mm-hmm. but you can't be salty about it, which I like. Um but I mean it, it's fun, you know, like the whole uh I think it was uh Assassin's Creed Black Flag, people got really hooked on the uh yep. like the battles, the ship battles or whatever. Yeah. So I mean they definitely found a good niche. Yeah, see if these so. is, is a is a kind of cartoony, you know, kind of lighthearted take on on exactly that. If you take Black Flag and you take that portion of the game and you kind of make a whole game about that, but you can play co-op, which to me that's I can't mm-hmm. wait to get multiple people on a ship because it's um, going to be it's going to be awesome to have somebody up in the crow's nest, mm-hmm. somebody kind of working the anchor and the sails, someone on the wheel, someone me. on the map. That's <laughs> going to be awesome. I'm the driver. I love driving the boat. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I'm hooked yeah. on it. <laughs> Having somebody up in that crow's nest is going to be really, really yes. beneficial as well. So That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped about it. And then, I mean, we've downloaded Astroneer, which I want to play. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, a cool co-op looking game. I downloaded The Outer Worlds. Yeah. Which I want to try because I've always liked the idea of Fallout, mm-hmm. but I can't stand Bethesda's games. Yeah. They just, they're, <laughs> they're so fucking broken. Um, they lack a lot they, of... They uh, feel bad. They do. They're also, um, it's kind of like, there's also something that really bothers me about the Fallout games. It's like they try and be kind of funny and they try and be weird and quirky, but they're also like... They missed the mark and they're dead pan and kind of. Did you play Fallout Black. New Vegas? Uh, no, I've tried to. Okay, well, New Vegas is that's that is Obsidian's game, so they okay. are the ones that made the Outer Worlds. Okay, and there's a there is a contingency of people who would say that Fallout New Vegas is the best Fallout. Yeah, game. I've heard a lot about it, but that's actually the only one I've never attempted to play. I tried to play the tried to play one and two and that one was like just so bizarre for me i was like i can't play this and then um was it just fallout three mm-hmm. i played that one a little bit and didn't care for it too much and then obviously i played a shitload of fallout four so before we move on i want to take a brief moment to thank this episode's sponsor it is actually another podcast they're called reviewparty.com that is actually the name of the show, so if you're looking for them, you would go to reviewparty.com.com, which I think is quite quirky and funny. They've actually got a really cool concept. We actually had a segment on our show back in the day, XP Earned, where we would go and we would find... Our segment was called Shitty User Reviews because that's just what we... You know, that was kind of our aesthetic. And so we would find user reviews of games or, or products where people are being morons and, and just saying poorly worded, poorly punctuated, basically revealing that they're an idiot in their stupid review. And we would read that review. We would talk it over and, and talk about this person's life and sort of explore their the, the world that they have created in, the, in their review. And ReviewParty.com is exactly that. They are doing exactly that for everything from services, hotels, restaurants, things like that, Amazon, Google, Yelp. And that's what they're doing. They've made a whole show out of that, which I actually think is brilliant because I thought that was a really strong segment. So if you're interested in that kind of concept, you can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Basically anywhere you find your podcast or at reviewparty.com.com. And check out the show. It's hosted by Matt and Brent, so give them a look and uh, tell them that the Revived Podcast sent you. So as we said, 
we just finished getting uh, the, uh, the the full reveal of, of more Xbox Series X games. I think that they called it the July Showcase. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to basically take a moment and both of us have our top three upcoming next-gen exclusives. And we're going to talk through our top three and kind of decide which system, PS5 or Series X, who has had the stronger showing thus far. I think it's really interesting that most people seem to be feeling like Sony's had the stronger showing because I don't think I really agree with that. Mm -hmm. So let's, I'm kind of on the same page. Yeah, so let's. I guess I, I guess I should clarify. Do we want to do a top three for Xbox and a top three for PS5 and then kind of decide who has the better top three? I kind of think that's what. Yeah. That's, I think that's kind of how I, how I had it. Yeah. So I'll I'll go first with um, let's see here. I'll go first with my my PlayStation titles. Okay. So what they've shown off so far has been honestly a, a fairly strong list, but you know there there's a few games like Godfall and you know Returnal, which is made by Housemark, which is a studio that I love. Project Athea looks pretty cool, but none of them have shown me enough to say like, man, I can't wait to play that. So my number three most anticipated PS5 game is probably the next Ratchet and Clank game. And I honestly, probably not even going to play it, <laughs> but I'm excited for it because I, I enjoyed those games in the past. It's I familiar. Could, I could see the kids will enjoy it. You know, those games were, were fun for a lot of people. But I mean, am I like, woo, Ratchet and Clank? Not really. Uh, number two would be on my, on my list there would be the Spider-Man Miles Morales game, which looks really cool i've not played the first spider-man game you know <laughs> like so again am i gonna play it <sighs> probably not but it looks cool and i know a lot of people are excited for it because the first one did really well yeah and then my most anticipated game for the ps5 will be horizon forbidden west and mostly it's just because you really liked the first horizon zero dawn <laughs> and forbidden west looks insanely gorgeous yeah like un but like is it the best looking game I've ever seen? It's definitely in the conversation. Like, yeah. good lord, if you haven't seen the trailer for that, go back and watch it, and they're claiming that is in-engine. They're claiming that's what the game is going to look like while you're playing it, mm -hmm. which is crazy. So what is what is your top three for PlayStation 5? Okay, so I've waffled a lot on mine. I have to move my mic down a little bit so I can look at my phone. Um, I've actually changed mine quite a bit. Okay, so starting at the bottom, I'm actually going to put Spider-Man. Um, I, I had Ratchet and Clank there, but honestly, I've never finished one of those games. I did play them with my nephews back in the day, but I am not going to play another Ratchet and Clank game unless I'm just like, I don't know, with them or I have yep. nothing better to do. So I'm not going, I'm not interested in that anymore unless they can do something completely different with it. Um, Spider-Man I'll probably not play, but I am, I'm interested in Miles' story. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty epic. I think that's the story that everybody's been waiting for. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see where that's going to go. Even if I don't play it, I want to know what happens with him. Um, obviously, number one is going to be Horizons for me because... I did play the first one, and I loved it. I'm not... I haven't completed it 100%. I did beat the main story. Sure. 
um, but I want to complete the rest of it, just haven't gotten around to it. I want to play that game so bad because the bad guy, or he's kind of like, I don't know if he's necessarily bad, but he's kind of a bad guy, mm-hmm. is Broyles from Fringe. Yeah. I love him. So he's going to be in the next one. I got to figure out what he's up to. He's my bad boy. How How crazy is it that that game is thought of as well as it is and that game is the first open world game that Guerrilla Games has ever made. They were th- these were the guys that made Killzone. If you weren't aware, um, this was their first attempt at this sort of a, a third person RPG. And I think that generally speaking, everyone's kind of on the same page that they that they crushed it. They did crush it. Um, I don't hear many people talking about it as much anymore because I was late to the party. Mm-hmm. It got um, a lot. Well, it, so the biggest thing that hurt Horizon Zero Dawn was that it came out right alongside Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're both open-world third-person RPGs where you're exploring the world. And and basically Horizon was like if Breath of the Wild was hyper-realistic and the animals were robots. Mm Mm-hmm. Robot dinosaurs and shit. But Breath of the Wild was on on the brand new Switch that everybody was excited about. And Breath of the Wild sort of has changed the way that we look at open world games. This ability to go anywhere, do anything. Made I saw people talk about how that made Horizon. If you played Breath of the Wild first and then played Horizon, you were like, oh, invisible walls and places I can't go. And it would kind of throw you off, whereas if you did it the other way around, you would be like, man, Horizon's incredible. And you play Breath of the Wild, and you're like, wow, this is really great. Yeah. So I think Breath of the Wild kind of hurt it a little bit, because Breath of the Wild is so If you played them back to back, yeah, that would have felt that way. But I actually had that thought when I played the game. I was thinking that, like, oh, am I not going to enjoy this? Well, no, because I don't, like, I played a lot of games after playing Breath of the Wild, and I mm-hmm. didn't enjoy them less because I couldn't do things. I still have that expecta- yeah. expectation. So so if we look at the Xbox Series X games, I'll go first on this one as well. I think that this oh, is... Oh, I didn't finish... Oh, I thought you said Horizon was, number, was your number one. Oh, I skipped number two. Number two was Sinuous Sacrifice. Okay. I was going to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sinuous Sacrifice is an Xbox Series X exclusive. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I'm they, sorry. I thought it was. Okay. It's, Sorry. It's in our notes, it's blue. Okay. It's got blue lettering there okay. on the official Hold on. trailer. But it is. So Microsoft actually purchased Ninja Theory. Okay. So they own that studio. So now. um, let's get that one out of the way. And I'm going to put um, Project a- Athea, Athea. Yeah. Even though I don't think I'm going to play it. I don't know hardly anything about that game. But the uh, the, the aesthetic looks yeah. really cool. And I, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, it looks interesting. Wow, that makes Xbox lineup even stronger for me. Yeah. Okay, I don't give it. I really don't care about anything but Horizon, really, on the, on that side. Okay, let's yeah, go, let's move I, on. I mean, <laughs> I know that people people like Demon Souls, and they were doing a remaster there. That's cool for some people. Mm-hmm. But man, like, there's just Gran Turismo. I guess if you like Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. that's cool for people. But like, so anyways, let, let, let's move on. Yeah. Then. Let's <laughs> move on to Xbox. So on 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 the Xbox side, my number three is going to be Avowed. Avowed okay. is we all we know about it is it's a trailer and about is made by obsidian <laughs> it's a trailer it's a trailer <laughs> and it looks like obsidian said uh you know hey we're separate from bethesda now 
and we made a, a Fallout game, and everyone liked it. And now we're going to make our own Fallout game, and that was The Outer Worlds. And that game was received really well. And now it looks like Obsidian, who, if I'm not mistaken, is also now owned by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. They bought them after The Outer Worlds. I'm like 99% sure. Now they're saying, okay, now we're going to make our own Skyrim. All right. And I'm excited because yeah. I, I, I really would like to see what that kind of game would look like being made by a studio that doesn't make a game that's full of jank. Yeah. And and look, I know that The Elder Scrolls Six has been announced and it is apparently coming. Wait, but- it has? Yeah, they showed oh, they showed a, they showed a cinematic trailer of like a landscape and you're flying overhead and it just was like the Elder Scrolls Six and everybody was like, mm-hmm. ah. but this was shown off like two years ago I think or mm. a year a year or two ago. Yeah. It was either last year's E3 or the year before that even. Yeah, that game's not coming soon. Yeah, this avowed Obsidian will probably have a vowed out before yeah. the next Elder Scrolls oh game. Gosh. Still, you know what I mean? Like they'll have this shit cranked out and it'll probably be, you know, it'll probably be good. So I'm excited for avowed. My number two is State of Decay 3. I enjoyed State of Decay 2. That's funny. Take it up a level. You know, expand things. I like the co-op. I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And that trailer was badass. That The zombie deer. That was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And then my number one is, big shocker after me gushing about Rare earlier, is Everwild. <laughs> I don't know what this game is going to be. I know that it looks like a Studio Ghibli movie. I know that it seems to be all about caring for animals and nature, which kind of is right up my alley again. Mm-hmm. And it looks gorgeous. Everwild looks awesome. So I want to know more about maybe you know top three and sorry top three anticipated in terms of like tell me more about this game would probably be a better way to look at this this top three list. I want to know more about all three of those, and I want to know more about Everwild probably the most. Okay, so. On my side, this was real. This this was really hard for me because I mean a lot of these games look really interesting. Um, Avowed was my number three as well, mm-hmm. um, and that was it was really hard to choose. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do because they could make a really lore rich game that I could dive deep into. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm into. Uh, number two, I originally had State of Decay 3, but I was really waffling on Everwild because I do like that one as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, State of Decay is my shit. That was like the only reason I ever owned an Xbox was so I could play State of Decay. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it actually there. And I know that Everwild is going to be on our list anyways. So it's going to be State of Decay 3 for me. Um, state. I played a little bit more of State of Decay 2 than I think you did. Yeah. Um, we did a little bit of co-op. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like totally blown away because it was still like you would get kind of trapped in this uh, sequence where you would get fucked and your whole community would get screwed. You'd lose a lot of people. You'd They'd all be sick. Momentum. Yeah. And the momentum would start flowing downhill. It was yeah. hard to stop the bleeding and then get recovered. Yeah. And that just that just would not be fun, you know? Yeah. And sometimes there are games that aren't supposed to be fun, but that doesn't make sense to me. So, um, and number one for me is going to be Fable, just because I've heard so much about it. Yeah. 
And this is a this is not a remaster. This is a full reboot of the series, and I, I don't remember who they said was handling it, but it's a different studio. So we're getting mm-hmm. a full reboot of the series under a new a new lead. So yeah, that that's one yeah. that's super interesting. But now I feel bad because Cindy was on the list, and I don't. She's not on my list, so whatever. An honorable mention to Hellblade Sinuous yes. Sacrifice. This was the Xbox list was much more difficult for me as well. Oh yeah, There's probably five games there that I, I'm I'm intrigued by. So I mean, I I can't quite wrap my head around why there's this. Maybe maybe Halo Infinite's graphical showing has distracted people to that degree. That that's why people seem to be feeling like PS5 has had the stronger showing. I don't. It's it's rather strange to me. I would love to hear some comments from you guys. Find us on Twitter, and let us know who you think has had the stronger showing. Because I think it's pretty obvious that both of us feel like Microsoft has had the stronger showing. And look, don't get me wrong. There's a PlayStation Four sitting three feet from me, and there's not an Xbox in the house. I mean, I, I'm I'm I've always been more a PlayStation slash Nintendo person. But just looking at the games, who's mm-hmm. making games I want to play? Microsoft has has been it's them right now yeah i also want to i want to have an honorable mention to the the medium also that one looked really cool too it did um and the weird game as dusk falls i don't know what's going on there if that's going to be a um kind of like a point and click game or just a story kind of game but that one's pretty interesting too i don't know i just feel like I don't know how people can think that Sony won that. All the games on Xbox look more interesting. I feel like Sony. It looks like they're they're more diverse. They're taking more chances. chances. It looks yeah. It looks like they're they're really kind of allowing. They're they're doing what Sony used to used do. to do. That's yeah. what got Sony the lead was that it was like, look at all these games that you've never seen or heard of before and all this crazy stuff and like. Sony is is producing it's all sequels mm-hmm. which is I mean I sequels sell you know because they're known but I don't know it's interesting I'd love to know what what everybody else is is thinking yeah guys I think that's about all we have for you this week so thanks for tuning in I want to say thanks again to our sponsor reviewparty.com again you can find them at reviewparty.com.com we'll have a uh, a blog post on our website scaryifliteral.com we're going to have a, a a sort of a friends of the show section where we're going to highlight people that have that have been friends of the show so you can find some information some direct links on them there as well you have anything else you want to add before we close things down no, this was a really talkative episode, but I did kind of notice something as you were um, kind of talking about being a PC guy. It occurred to me that when we started our original podcast, we were both PlayStation people, mm-hmm. and we've slowly evolved into PC people, and mm-hmm. I'm curious if anyone else has done that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really interesting to know as well. Um, as always, you can head over to scaryifliteral.com. Find all of our links to our YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, etc. There's also a link at the on that I think it's at the very bottom now where you can basically send in a question to have answered on the show. If you have a topic suggestion, you can do that as well. There's a couple of links to support us up at the top as well. If you want to do something like that, that would mean a lot to us. So yeah, find us on social media. You know, kind of kind of hit us up. We we post some open questions here, so maybe we'll hear from some of you guys 
on Twitter, and we'll talk about that on the next episode. So Ask thanks. Ask us our favorite color. There you go. Yeah, it's a big mystery. We won't tell tell you until someone asks. Please do enjoy this clip from our show sponsor, ReviewParty.com. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends. Hey, everybody, and welcome to ReviewParty.com. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. We're going to take you on an adventure through the internet's uh, absurd cesspool of user-generated internet reviews. Christopher Gouge gives this a two stars out of five subpar Sasquatch costume. Ouch. So here's what he has to say to justify his two-star review. I started shedding the second I put it on, so it's not made for longevity. Also, sweat pools in the gloves really bad. Oh, no. I have worn a large mascot bear suit, but I think that's entire. That's a whole different world. Sasquatch uniforms are sort of more of a baggy jumpsuit, right? A yeah, baggy coverall yeah. just with fuzzies got on the, the outside. Got the slit in the back. So this shed, so he sort of became a naked mole rat. I just am picturing like a costume party. He goes in the bathroom, looks in the mirror. He's just sort of a rubber man. He's just <laughs> some, some pervert in a rubber suit is looking back at him. And then he went home and wrote this review. Yeah, it was only at that point. <laughs> at that point, at his lowest point, two they stars. I feel like that was a one-star review, and he threw him an extra star. Did he say anything? Yeah, if you're only going to wear it once, that's that's not worth two stars to me, unless it's really good that once. And the way he's describing it, it doesn't sound really good. What if you're going to prank one of your bros? Tyler is scared of Sasquatch, as everyone knows it. And uh, you jump out, and you're just some sort of comical, smooth rubber man. I would never cover. Only you're, you're not smooth. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're not smooth at all. You're sort of filling. As soon as you realize how horrible it is, you fill up your gloves with piss. I've got another review. Please bring it. <laughs> um, this one is Jacqueline S. Enjoyed Dickie's Barbecue Pit in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Cereal City, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. She gave it three stars, and she wrote: Fun atmosphere and good food. Hashtag get your eat on. Hashtag eat with your hands. Hashtag nom nom nom. Have typically paid around $40 for a family of free. Hashtag FYI. It took a two-star hit because this location does not have the self-serve ice cream machine. And the meat at this location is good, but not great. A bit on the dry side. And uh, this review got me thinking, Matt, I've never thought, I want some soft-serve ice cream after those beans. Am I wrong? I don't know. It kind of settles things down. If you've got, like, a load of... A load of meat inside you, especially if it's a little dry. It may not have gone down too easily. Oh, it is a little dry. Good catch. You need to to moisten up your insides a bit just so everything can work its way out. So Jacqueline S. is sort of skipping the barbecue sauce and going straight for the dairy to sort of soften up the meat situation. It seems like it. She, like the barbecue sauce is there for a reason. I would utilize it, especially if the meat's dry, but... She's got some Texas brisket a la mode. I think is what she she wants. But uh, anyway, 